So we settle in once again. Just let the breath be natural, effortless. Shouldn't be audible, nothing forced about it. And while the spine reaches ever so gently towards the sky, we surrender the rest of the body to gravity. We do whatever we can to release any bracing, bracing against what's here, bracing against what may arise.
sometimes even before we go to gather the attention around the anchor, can kind of scan the body-mind to see if there's something calling for our attention that needs some awareness, needs some love in order for us just to settle into the posture. Perhaps it's useful to uh, to find find that anchor, the body breathing, maybe sense of the whole body breathing as if the the pores of your body exchange the oxygen. Maybe it's the breath more narrowly focused, the nostrils, mouth, belly. Maybe it's the sense of the groundedness of the body, the earthiness of the body. Perhaps it's the soundscape. Sounds, silence.
wherever you uh, rest the attention, just know what is included in the focus space and what is excluded. What it means to be with the object or not with the object. And we're not trying to blot out that which is not the object. We're exercising a certain kind of equanimity in allowing everything that is not the object to remain in the background rather than the foreground.
the whole uh, force field of the future pulls at us. certain kind of vigilance the way we survey inner and outer life for threat and opportunity agitation of compulsively trying to ensure that this moment points on the right trajectory. the subtle sense of threat or opportunity, the shadow of pleasure and pain, of vulnerability and security, this shadow bears down on us as affect, as feeling. the felt experience of meaning and urgency. This manifests as a sensation, emotional sensation in your body, often arranged around the face or throat, the chest or the belly, sometimes coating the whole body, sometimes one part of the body sometimes spread more broadly.
this energy of feeling often carries a sense of uh, some urgency, something is supposed to happen. We bring the spirit of equanimity to all the species of urgency, all the impulses to improve the moment, to adjust the trajectory of our life, to engineer experience. There will be time to make meaning, to write and rewrite our autobiography, but for now, we treat all the urgency of affect as a false alarm. Nothing needs to happen. Nothing needs protection. We just meet it all in the open heart.
the door to freedom does not have a sign on it that reads freedom. We put down all the familiar reference points. Self and other past and future of like and dislike. become radically open radically open to feeling moment by moment
physical discomfort uh, gains its urgency through feeling. to harm our body or our posture to support support our body but so long as we're confident we're not harming our body we can explore and we see that pain is a kind of prediction of bodily harm. And if we trust that in fact we're not harming ourselves, this is transient discomfort, this is dharma, pain, this is workable, We can explore the the interaction between discomfort and this feeling system. aversion to death.
In all these ways, our heart is softened. Our inner life begins to feel more and more safe. Hatred becomes less and less tenable. Knowing the bell will ring in just one minute. Don't hold on to anything. So there's a time for maybe a couple questions. If you have questions about your your practice, please. Parts of the step to 
Yeah. So their their question was, um, there are so many different parts of the step in walking meditation that one might anchor to. Is it best to pick something and stay with it or to mix it up during a, a session? Um, when uh, my teacher Shinzen Young said our meditative decisions should be guided by interest, opportunity or necessity not driven by greed, hate or delusion yeah there's a lot in that so motivated by interest, opportunity, necessity you know Okay, there's some genuine curiosity about this, yeah? So we were with lifting, swinging, placing, and all of a sudden the movement in your hip got fascinating, or the visual field got fascinating. Feels like, oh, there's interest there, there's some kind of opportunity there, or necessity sometimes. It's like, the attention is just being repelled, just bouncing off one object. And it's like, I need something else. If we get really bored, we have to get creative, you know. Rather than reaching out to find more stimulation, we kind of reach down somewhere. motivated by these factors rather than driven by clinging of one kind or another, yeah, or unconsciousness of one kind or another. And so um, generally, if, you know, if you find you're pivoting a lot, it's probably the mind kind of foraging in a way, looking like grass is greener somewhere else, you know? And it's like, okay, nothing's going to be that good right now, you know? Like, let me just settle in, you know? And there's an element of renunciation. A lot of walking, not not for everybody, but uh, a lot of walking is the gesture of renunciation. And there's a force to just that. I'm willing to be under-stimulated in some moments. Um, And so if you're pivoting a ton, you want to be a little wary of that. But, um, But just be sincere and look, you know, like, like, uh, this is, as, as Dara says, like jazz, it's improvisational. There's no algorithm for how to do a retreat or a life or a practice. You've got to improvise sometimes, yeah? And just trust that wisdom. And don't second guess it too much, you know? It's like, don't make a big deal of it either. No matter what we attend to, if there's sincerity, the path takes care of itself. Thanks.
ustedes. Yeah. So, so much of my practice, I feel like, um, has been spent in one way or another, like making deep peace with imperfection. I'm an aversive type, you know, like of the greed, aversion, delusion types, just straight, straight up, you know. And, um, and so if I'm going to suffer, it's going to be uh, in the, the wish for something aversive to be removed, not the addition of pleasure you know, and um, and a lot of time in formal practice is is spent making peace with that of actually noticing the the whole gestalt of aversion, how that manifests. You know, a lot in what I was pointing to the kind of affective emotional feeling circuits of the body bracing contracting squeezing you know it's um it's sometimes very you know very obvious sometimes more subtle and then the impulse, the kind of, the urgency of that aversion is to rearrange the conditions of one's life, externally or internally. And the practice of, of like treating that as a false alarm, it doesn't need fixing unless there really is something very urgent, you know, and like it doesn't actually need fixing. Or maybe we say the way we fix is not to fix. And so to that, to the contraction of aversion, we just bathe it all in love. Yeah, that image of just like, uh, I think Aaron, like, like kind of like honey or something. Okay, it's like this. I can feel it in my body. If it could speak, it would say, always, it would say, do something. Yeah, do something. Even if that doing is just planning even if that doing is just fantasizing about the end of that aversion, aversive stimulus. And there comes a point where it's like, we've tried to shore up samsara enough times to know it can't work. And 
there's a certain kind of surrender, equanimity. And in this realm, my experience of equanimity is like to open to aversion with equanimity. The, the byproduct of that is love. To open to pain without equanimity, the byproduct is hate. To open to it with equanimity is love. And we, it, it hurts, but we can feel a something is being needed, needed in our being. You know, it's like our, our heart is being needed. And something is becoming more fluid, more open, lighter, yeah. We love it. Love it to death, yeah. So, a couple announcements. Um, The, the, the bell ringer for the 10 o'clock set, I think Joel uh, just come to Aaron's first meeting so that it doesn't conflict. And um, we'll do a second round of, um, of r- rapid uh, antigen testing. And so um, last name A to J, uh, one o'clock in the dining room. And uh, last name, I know what comes after J. <laughs> A, B, C, B, K. Don't worry about me, I'm fine. <laughs> K to Z, um, one thirty. Yeah. It's IMS taking good care of us. So, uh, yeah, entering the heart of the retreat, be, uh, yeah, stay close in, practice internally, externally, conscious of just, uh, you know, it's often a time to slow down, gentle, awake to the whole field, sensitive to the field, sensitive internally, sensitive to impacts on others, just awake to all of that. It's good to, uh, it's good to sit with you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.